is up! It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! Welcome to another week of They Came to Play. This is Limo and welcome Tess Armstrong and Denny McGinley. Hello. Hello. Uh, now, this is the podcast you need to listen to if you missed all the AFL action on the weekend, because it doesn't matter, we catch you up yeah. right mm-hmm. here. Even if you missed part of it. Even if you, we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in on all the gaps. Don't, it was don't... only like five games, though. How could you miss any? By round. Oh. If you're not up to date, that's on you, actually. Uh, well, what? there were six games because clearly you missed something. <laughs> <laughs> there were five, so. It might have been the Hawthorne Gold Coast game. Hey, <laughs> hey folks, we, we made it through the rain. From here on, uh, we get we get nine games of footy oh, every God. week for like another two, three months. I just I'm so <sighs> off the buy rounds. Does everyone hate the buy rounds? Yes. Yes, and we talk we've talked about this last three weeks, but let's reiterate: just have one <laughs> week where everyone has it off. Yes. yes. And you know the AFL uh, make sure that there's a James Bond film for us all to watch, or a, or a new Star Wars, <laughs> yes. or a World Cup. Play the, <laughs> play the club in in gold class. There we go. The club yeah. or the merger. Damien Callanan's oh, new yes, AFL yeah. movie coming the, out. Uh, and Danny, do you know anyone? who's in that film? Oh, there's some great actors. There's yeah. uh, there's John Howard, Ben Knight, yep. uh, Nick Cody, Danny McGinley. Oh, oh hey, I'm on. in it. You're in it. Get out of town. What role do you play in that movie, I Danny? play the uh, I play the captain of the arch rivals of the Bodgy Creek Cougars, the Hudson's Flat Cougars. Oh. Hang on, the Bodgy Creek Cougars, Cougars and oh, the sorry, Hudson's Flat sorry, Cougars? Sorry, stuffed up. Sorry, no, Bodgy Creek. Rivals. Bodgy, yeah, no. mm. <laughs> Bodgy Creek Roosters, that's the, the club that the movie's about, and I play the captain of the arch rivals. Oh, I get it. Oh. I'm, yeah, I'm getting the feeling test that Danny made on the cutting room floor. Have we seen a final cut of this film yet, Danny? No, weirdly they don't return my calls. My agent denies that that film even exists. Oh, all right, could be some issues there. All right, let's work our way through the games from the weekend. In reverse order, Carlton Collingwood, the classic rivalry at the Ooh. MCG. Has it? Can we still call it a, a great rivalry, this one? Uh, maybe for the fans. Maybe the, yeah. I think it's more about the fans in terms of the rivalry. You like it when your team beats your rival, even if the players don't really know. I don't think the young players really care. They don't care. However, They're, yeah. Although Daisy Thomas was getting into Mason Cox he yesterday. certainly was. Do you reckon Mason Cox cares about the history <laughs> of the Carlton-Collingwood rivalry? Well, it, it was so fierce it made it all the way across the seas. They knew all about <laughs> yes. it. It was, um, it was a very fiery match. I loved watching yesterday's game. I was mm. happy for Carlton, which is a strange thing to say, because they took it up to them. Yes. And that's a hard thing to do when you get smashed by Frio. That's a bit embarrassing, the week before. <laughs> um, to come back and actually have a go, I feel like if you're a Carlton person and you go and watch Crips and Kerno. Mm. Well, the Kernos. Charlie Speckies, he's the most exciting young forward to watch. Mm. There's a touch of the Mark Wars about Ed Kerno, isn't there? He's, <laughs> he's, ex- he's excellent at what he does, but it'll always be overshadowed by <laughs> his super excellent brother. Yes, that's true. Is oh, that's there, sad. Is there a third Kerno? Like, like, you know how there's the third <laughs> Hemsworth? The third Hemsworth. <laughs> is there a Trevor Tappel of the Kerno? Yeah. Is there a Dean War? Dean War, that's oh, the one. Yeah, well. And, we there, was a, have a and little... there was a Dado brother who just painted. Yes. Oh, well, good oh, for him. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Brian, Brian Dada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what his name was. Hey, but the uh, Pies uh, ran out winners in the end, of course, but I did find myself barracking for Carlton yesterday as well. That's a strange feeling. No, it's up against Collingwood. That's fine. Yeah, yeah it's the kind of game I love to watch because I don't mind who win- who loses. That's a good game. Either mm. team wins, mm. either team loses. I'm, I can find some joy in it. It was yeah. good. And mm. I've been talking about Collingwood damaging their brand by being likeable, but uh, yeah. now that they're in the top four, the fans on social media are bringing it back into very uh-huh. dislikable territory. Yeah, they, yeah, top four yeah. Collingwood. Hey, are what we still, a place. Are we still sacking Nathan Buckley? The Beard and Buckley are staying. The Bearded oh. Buckley. Beard, the Beard is his strength. The Beard Grows is his, beard. it's like, yeah. Ah. Samson. It's Samson. He's Biblical. had the beard and he had, they have been good since he got the beard. So, Tanya, don't let that go. Don't let it go. But isn't the beard a part of a bet? With, uh, I for, think it is with the players. Forward line turnovers. If they have yep. no forward line turnovers, then he do, is not allowed to shave. Yep. But if they have a certain number of forward line turnovers, oh. he will shave the beard. Mm. Tom Phillips told us about that. That was exciting. But mm. I feel like now it's like um, Mitch Johnson. You can't get rid. Don't get rid of it now. Even no matter how it started, you know, as a 
better as a joke yeah. or whatever, you got to keep it. The Boston Red Sox uh, grew their beards uh, in when they last won the World Series. I think it was twenty thirteen. Like mm. they they just all agreed, right? We're gonna we're not gonna shave until our season is finished. <laughs> and by and that that was like just before the the playoffs started. And then by the end, they've all got these massive yeah. beards. And at Fenway Park, um, the Adelaide band, the Beards, were constantly played. <laughs> oh, stop it! The were Beards, they? who if you don't know, are a, a novelty band who are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all their songs are about beards or beard related issues. Beard related issues. <laughs> beard related my, issues. My favourite song title from the Beards is "If Your Dad Doesn't Have a Beard, Then You've Got Two Mums." <laughs> um, <laughs> Can I follow something up? You know how individually we all have little uh, football mysteries that we want solved that yeah. never get followed up, and you're not quite sure what happened. So Tex Walker. And Ivan Marriage had a bit, right? They yes. had the mullets. And whoever cut the mullet first had to name their firstborn child after the other one. Oh, okay. That was the deal. Now, Tex cut his first, I can assure you, because yep. Ivan had the mullet for quite some time until he got married. So what's the follow-up? Has Ivan had kids? Has Tex had kids? No. Te- no Tex so- has a daughter called Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Tex, so if, to follow the bet through, Tex would have to name his... His firstborn, Ivan. Firstborn. And vice versa. And so I want to know where that's at because what if he has Tex a daughter, definitely though? cut his first. Do you call Ivana? Ma- Ivanka. No, that's a popular call... name oh, at the man. moment. Ivana. Ivanka. Do you know when Ivanka? My... Ivanka. <laughs> when my wife was pregnant with our daughter, she because my wife's from Ukraine and she, we wanted a name that's pronounceable in both languages. She mm. was saying Iv- Ivanka, Ivanka, <laughs> and this was like during the election campaign. Mm. I go, do you not pay attention to the news at all? And I man, don't know. We, we dodged a bullet. <laughs> and anyway, we named my daughter. After, because she was born the day after the grand final, we named her after the bulldog player that we thought deserved the Norm Smith. And little roughhead is doing fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there we go. And a shout out to your other son, Adolf, who's um, a cute little fella too. Hey. Great name, both both languages. So. Wonderful name, underutilized for a long time. He's named after Dolph Lundgren. Okay, <laughs> love Rocky. I, uh, well, let's uh, skip around the uh, schedule a little bit since we're talking about beards. I love the uh, power triplet. Of Dixon, Westoff, and Ryder. They are three yes. very strong beards. And the Port Adelaide Football Club, they're just doing very nicely at the oh, moment. I it's the want. combination. I think you'll love this, Tess. It's the combination of beards and long sleeve guernseys. I, I just got out my notes because on go. Friday night I wrote notes of everybody who's yes. wearing long sleeve jumpers Robbie Gray, Chad Winger, Justin Westoff, Jasper Pittard. That's a quite, that's a good solid list. Mm. Jasper Pittard, yeah. what a great name! I, I don't think I've paid attention to He's that. He's delightful. Name yeah, uh, it's a I don't wonderful think he name. Either. And Tess, we got to ask uh, Westoff on Saturday about the long sleeve Guernsey, and he said that they don't have the choice on the night. They've got to give advance notice. Oh, really? If mm-hmm. they want to wear a long sleeve, so the long sleeve can be brought to the ground. I think he mentioned at the start of the season. So you have to know, looking mm. forward, that you're going to be a long sleeve guy, which. As I've said multiple times, I'm backing you in. Please be mm. long-sleeved, guys. Uh, and he did also throw away mention that Ken isn't a fan of the long-sleeved jumpers, which I think I should follow up. Uh, yeah, Ken, Find out why. Ken, Ken get it together. Ken does Hinkley. not like the long-sleeved Guernsey, no. Really? That's Soft. offensive. This is, yeah, yeah. That's, that's grounds for stacking. That hurts me. I can tell you the commentators don't like long I've heard a few commentators Friday night saying, oh, there's no Melbourne players in long-sleeved Guernsey. Melbourne have worn long sleeve jumpers before. Richmond don't wear them enough. What about what about Ooh. the? I haven't seen one at Hawthorne for a while. I don't. Isaac think. Smith's probably worn one, hasn't the he? Stripey ones. He seems are the best. like one. Yes. I mean, Michael Tuck, the most famous yes. long sleeve wearer of all yeah. time, wore a short sleeve Guernsey. I think in the '88 Grand Final. '87. It was like oh, was it 87 when it was at 40 degrees? Yeah. And people got to see his arms for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> Shield your eyes. They were very thin and very white, <laughs> those arms. But he, he was a dead it's set right. unit, Michael Tuck. Uh, so, yeah, the power, uh, oh. just travelling beautifully. And I've got a man crush on a player from another team. Oh, who? Sam Power Pepper. Oh, oh, really? Ja- I love him. You know about his off-field No, I know. Yeah, no, I know. I'm talking about on the ground. So, football-wise. He is, he is, okay. he is yeah. the exact type of player that I love watching play football. Just he's big on the niggle. Mm. He backs it up. He's a hard unit. He broke the tackling record mm. the other night. He 17 tackles, broke Kane Corns' record of 15 mm-hmm. tackles uh, in a game. He is a, um, he's a hard is little he unit. Is he filling the void of Sam Mitchell in your life? No one will ever fill the void of Sam Mitchell <laughs> in my life, Danny. Not until we get another Sam. Not until one of his kids starts playing for the Hawks. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, in many years' time. I just had to check up because Ebony Marinoff actually still holds the records for most tackles. She plays for the Adelaide Crows. Twenty-one. 
Is that all? 21 tackles in a game. Is that? I genuinely would have thought shout out. there would have been more. It's the most record for any men's or women's football. Oh, I, I, but How I'm remarkable. Really, oh, very remarkable, but I'm but surprised it's so low. Like, oh, yeah. I know. Get your act together, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't catch, I couldn't catch a child. I love, so I, just... I love how disappointed you are by the record. Uh, only 21 yeah, tackles a, in just, a game. I grew up watching Tony Liberatore. I swear he did 21 in a quarter. <laughs> it felt like that. It wasn't. It did feel like it. Quickly on the Ds, uh, they got beaten by Port the other night on a Friday night. They failed to deliver on the big stage. Mm. Yesterday, uh, on or on the weekend on Grandstand, we graded all of the teams. Emma Race was in charge of Melbourne. She gave Melbourne an A. A controversial A. Which Berkey, Nathan Burke and I questioned. Burke balked. Where in Melbourne? Can we have a quick prediction from Melbourne Football Club for the second half of the season? I think they'll finish seventh or eighth. I don't think. I think they may make the finals. Um, mm. However, it is a very close year, and yeah. Melbourne are going to have to start winning the games they're meant to win. Because otherwise, if it comes down to the end and the pressure's on like it was last year, and you have to win to get into the finals, can you back this team in mm. to win a big game? I can't. I'm with you, Tess. I reckon seventh or eighth. Danny, what do you reckon? It's just interesting. The Someone put a tweet out that where Melbourne are at exactly now is exactly where Richmond were 12 months ago. Yep. And what you just said in your analysis of oh. Melbourne is exactly what I would have said about Richmond oh my God. 12 months ago. So what I'm saying is Melbourne <laughs> yes. are probably going to come about fifth but then uh, go out in the semifinals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. Yeah, Jesse Hogan's got to start firing. Yeah. He's had a quiet couple of weeks, and Tom McDonald's become the star forward of Melbourne, which was... if you could predict mm. ahead of time, all power to you. Jesse Hogan, I think, is their barometer. So Ooh. I reckon when he gets up and about and starts putting up with the pressure of, you know, of actually pressure. playing. Yeah, the pressure of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a lot of pressure, yeah. actually, I've heard. Uh, then I think they'll come good. Uh, well, that was the Friday night game. Let's go back to Thursday oh. night now. The Essendon, What? <laughs> Oh, okay. how did that? Where I would hate to be an Essendon fan this year. Oh, I'd hate to be one ever. That, well, yeah, okay, yeah, you make a fair point. But they have been—they have played some of the best footy that anyone's played this year, yeah. and they've also played some of the worst footy. You should feel personally attacked if you're an Essendon fan, yeah. like you know that they have it out for you because you'd go right at the start of the year. We're going to win the premiership. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Three weeks in, might as well book a holiday. You've booked the holiday now. You have to get return refunds. Like it's just, it all seems quite just mean and it, cruel. It's topsy turvy. I'd yeah. be annoyed. If you'd I be was annoyed. An Essendon fan. They're oh. not going to make it, are they? I remember we we actually beat them. One of the few teams that we uh, beat, and we were expected to to lose that game. I remember going with a mm. bunch of Bombers fans, and they were up and about. But I remember it was it was about. Round three, their tactic, their match day game plan was kick it to Toby McLean, which it bafflingly <laughs> did not work for the Bombers. We all want him on our team, yeah. though. It's like if you, you maybe if you give him enough balls, oh, he'll right. be like, oh, I'm quite fond of Essendon. Maybe I'll come over and play for them. You think it was a recruiting yeah, tactic? Yeah, I think it was a, it was a tactic. <laughs> so because, maybe you know. on the weekend, Hawthorne should have been passing the ball to Tom Lynch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Come to us. This is yeah. the sort of service you'll get. Yes, still the service. <laughs> Uh, right there. But one of the highlights from uh, Thursday night, and I know you love this test, Scott Lysett, the uh, the West Coast big man. And big men are very good at looking a little bit unco. I mean, just, <laughs> just think of Sean Wren chasing um, uh, Justin Madden. Oh. Around the oh, ground. man, that was all arms. and I think oh. there's a classic bit of Brendan Lade vision somewhere as well, mm. looking not particularly... Uh, yeah. Coordinated. You know I love my almost moments as well. Yeah. Like I just, this is, so West Coast is going along terribly. You know, they haven't got either of their star forwards. Mick Malthouse was in the commentary for Grandstand. And I can't tell you how many times he said, put Jeremy McGovern, put him forward, put him forward, right? No one forward. Scott Lysett, alone in the goal square. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, the ball bouncing free. It's about to bounce over the goal line. Lysett runs in and what happened? Hooker drops the footy, turned out okay for him. His second kick wasn't much better. Skids away to Shuey. Hand pass to Gaff. He kicks right to the goal line. Hooker makes a play at it. It'll sit up and Lysett's missed him. I think he touched his foot. I think Lysett's had a fresh air shot right on the goal line. I don't think he's got anything on it. That's I'm with you, Mick. That is West Coast night in a nutshell. <laughs> fresh air. 
There it is. It was Fresh. hilarious. And if you froze the shot immediately after he missed the ball, it looked like some Jackie Chan style <laughs> fly kick he was delivering. He, he, he was trying to get the goal umpire. Towards the goal umpire. <laughs> he looked which, amazing. but yeah. Which may have been Chelsea Roffey. Was it Chelsea Roffey? I think it might have been Chelsea. Yeah. That would be a fun a, view, wouldn't it? It's one of the female ones. I'm not sure it was if Chelsea. It was she Chelsea. had longer hair than Chelsea does. Longer hair. Danny did studying the goal umpires <laughs> disturbingly closely. Well, I'm a big fan of their work. Uh, we had David Roden yeah, at, uh, David on Saturday Roden. night. Yes. So, you know, just trying to really make it look like I wasn't objectifying the female <laughs> goal umpire. I also <laughs> like David Roden. Hey, so. if, did if David I, Roden do the worm down the goal line? Uh, yes. <laughs> so he should have done it for the winning goal. You no, know, that really would have been should... fun. Like, if he not thinks about the this? winner, it should be the fat lady sings. If David Roden does the worm, you know, the game's over. That'd be fun. That was... A little fun we could there bring we in. We know David Roden loves this show. So, um... hey, you know, if, if I was listening. Scott Lysett, do you know what I would be doing today? I would be uh, emailing every comedy writer in Perth or, or, or in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Just you need about eight jokes to make about that because you're going to be asked about that <laughs> incident for the rest of your life. <laughs> just you know have what? eight that... zingers yeah. that you can just d- dish out. Yeah, it's not a bad tactic if players do something really embarrassing. Go right. I need to front foot this in a strong way. Yes. Find a few comedy writers and just say, guys, I need lines here. Yeah. Yep. Help me out. Like Patrick Dangerfield did the injured press conference oh, last year. Yeah, great. Was great. And so I, get on, get on the front foot. But he got nothing from that 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 pack of journalists. <laughs> he was it was pearls before swine. He came in, <laughs> he committed to his slapstick material, and they were all apparently they'd been waiting for an hour and a half. So that <laughs> right. does ruin the the comedy night. <laughs> yeah. I find it, it, it does kind of ruin it. <laughs> I, uh, and Hawthorne ruined the Gold Coast Suns Day on Saturday in what wasn't a spectacular game of football. I got to say. And listening to the grandstand team talk oh. about the appalling uh, shooting for goal was hilarious. It was so fun. It was um, it was disappointing for the Gold Coast. You know how they haven't scored in the last, you know, four, the fourth term for four weeks or something, mm. and then they swapped that out and then didn't do it in the second and third. That's disappointing. Uh, yeah. they... I'm glad that they got <laughs> a goal in the last quarter, so they, you know, arrested the problem. But seventeen minute mark of the first quarter, they kicked the goal. Yeah, their next goal came, I think. 18 minutes into the last quarter. The last quarter. quarter. So they quiet. went, that's pretty much three quarters of footy. Yeah. Where you haven't kicked a goal. And you, also they oh. were good. They were good in the first quarter. And you thought, oh, this is going to be nice. Yeah. They're going to have a bit of a go against Hawthorne. Hawthorne, hardly, you never lose a your part, do you? Uh, we we lost there once in the eighteen hundreds, but that's it. <laughs> wow. I haven't lost it. Let it go. They Lemo. lost to university. That's the embarrassing <laughs> yeah. thing. It's been one hundred and twenty years. <laughs> you guys are the, so. The boat ride over was a bit rough. <laughs> You guys are so set in your ways, you two. Look at look at these this this really uh, backward style thinking. I'm telling you, not scoring goals for half the game of footy. This is the brave new world, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Bulldogs and the Suns are at the forefront of new football. Yes. You'll be eating your words, you two. It's a it's a fitness tactic, isn't it? It's it so is. that you're still fresh towards the end of the year, so you can make a late play for the finals. It's like that... altitude training. That's how Bulldogs win grand finals. Yeah. We always make it. We we won it from seventh this year. We're going to win it from fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> no players. Again, you've got still no players on your list, so that's good. Um, go. yeah, tragic. yeah, that was a low point of the weekend. Uh, apparently there was no wind. I saw James Sicily on no, game day. No excuses. Well, no, but that's that's. there's always a wind in Launceston. That's mm. why they were inaccurate. They were freaked <gasps> out that you know their, ball, their kicking was going in where they were trying to kick it. They overcorrected. That's the oh, one. Yes, <laughs> they practised kicking into the wind and there was no wind. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great theory. And Alistair Clarkson during his... Post-match presser made me think of Russell Crowe in Gladiator. Because <laughs> Clarko in the presser said it really wasn't entertaining. No, no, it just wasn't very entertaining, which made me think of Russell Crowe going, are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, no, we're not. We're absolutely not. Absolutely not. not. It that was, was an appalling game of football. <laughs> yeah, and it's always a bad sign when you're, you're thinking of, jeez, I'd, I'd rather be watching Gladiator right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Of, uh, is there a movie on that I could be watching Ooh, rather than and, this? And Gladiator, not a bad one to choose. Uh, in fact, Decimus Maximus, we could use him at the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> they could use him at the Suns. Don't be so, <laughs> so selfish. We well, could use him everywhere. Now uh, we've got to talk about the velvet elbow that is Jeremy Cameron mm. on oh. Harris Andrews. So let's have a listen. And you know it's serious when the commentators react <laughs> the way they did to this. Let's have a listen to the grandstand team calling the Cameron elbow on Harris Andrews. Martin Simpson makes a contest of it, and down to Taranto it goes. Rush kick inside oh. fifty, and a huge collision. 
And Cameron's oh. left elbow was raised and by the looks of it has made contact with oh. the jaw of Harris Andrews. He's in all sorts. Oh. Hey. Oh. oh, and it was ugly. It was That's not... evidence, isn't it, at the tribunal? They'll be like, this is how all the commentators saw it. <laughs> it the... was pretty bad. Did you hear the grandstand team? <laughs> I think, yeah, it's uh, the, the strength of the contact, the location of the contact, the intent of the contact, and the reaction of the commentary team <laughs> yeah. to the contact. That's the, four the grid. Areas. That's the grid That's that they the go grid. by. It's a tribunal. Well, exactly. yeah, there's, there's really no defence. You wouldn't want to be uh, Cameron's lawyer now. It's it, I've been watching a lot of the World Cup, and you know the the, the wording they use when talking about handball uh, it can very much be uh, applied to Jeremy Cameron. His ha- arms were in an unnatural position yeah. when going for the ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were. I've never seen any because he said I was just going hard for the ball. Yeah. It, this is what I, I said. No malice. I just like to go. I like to go for the ball hard. Why does he hate the ball so much? I've, I've never <laughs> seen a footballer. I've been watching footy for a long time. I've never seen a footballer elbow the ball. <laughs> mark it. Or mark a ball with his elbows. I've never seen that. Also, the cheek, you know, I quite like Jeremy Cameron. I think that's an interesting conversation this week. So this weekend everyone goes, but he's a really nice man. You know, oh, like, he using he's his a good nice bloke. Man. There's been a lot of people using a good bloke uh, character reference, which yeah, I think right. is the interesting. Didn't work for Basha Hooley, so I don't think it's going to work for you. But after the game, he said, um, it's just really disappointing that Harris Andrews didn't play because best young defender in the game. Would have been great to go up against him. I yeah. thought, what? Yeah, we, we, all, we all thought that, yes. but you're the only one who, who, who did a that. thing to, to sort it out. Like, we all wanted to watch Harris Andrews play against you, and mm. it, was re- it was remarkable. I liked the reaction of the Brisbane team. So when it happened, rather than go straight to Jeremy Cameron and, you know, start a... Remonstrate. Remonstrate. Uh, they went straight to Harris Andrews. Dane Zorko, captain, mm. uh, ran over, checked his mouth guard, checked his mouth, made sure everything was in the right position oh, before the stretcher him. got out. He did Dr. ABC. He did Dr. ABC. That's, that, doc, I've been saying for for ages. I, I'll tell you what, though, Danny, if if I had to go and see the doctor and Dr. Zorko walked out. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I mean, I hate to be judgy based on a last name, but Dr. Zorko. A-B's. What are you talking about? <laughs> Brisbane are the he best sounds team. Like he should be a doctor on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> they were always good doctors. They they, they cured many a, a, a weird Klingon virus and infected True, the ship. Altitude would be weird, yeah. They'd probably be quite good at it. Who's your medical <laughs> team? Dr. Spock and Dr. Zorko. I'll <laughs> be with you shortly. No, it, Brisbane have the best names. They do. I, 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 they do. We've don't talked. They? I, I think we've talked about this off air. But man, humour cluggage. That humor guy, cluggage. man. Yeah. You, you, you. That's like Mister Universe, nineteen fifty-three. Yeah. Uh, humour <laughs> cluggage. Get the new humour cluggage, ladies. He's a pinup. <laughs> and they've got a big O. It's a very strong Oscar McInerney, who is McInerney. A, as well, very big man who didn't look clumsy on the weekend. Actually, you know, took a mark and kicked a goal. But Big O is a great name. Yeah. So mm. welcome back. There are some very strong names across the uh, across the competition. So we'll find out about Jeremy Cameron, uh, his you know punishment throughout the week. But uh, we it's will. bad uh, timing for the Giants. Well, they're coming into a tough month. They've got Hawthorne, West Coast, Geelong, Richmond. and Richmond, and Port uh, at Adelaide Oval. Uh, oh yeah, Port, not Geelong. Port and Richmond for their next four games. That's hard. So, and he's going to be out for four. I and and the general pattern. He's not playing good footy. Not so firing. I think they might struggle, GWS. That might be the end of their season. Yeah. Toby uh, Green is giving advice to Jeremy Cameron. He goes, no, no, you don't, you don't punch him in the face. You kick them in the face and then you can pretend you thought his face was the ball. Oh, and yeah. un, a natural, completely natural foot oh. movement to be in the How air and connecting. How did he get off? Anyway, that we'll talk about an, that off end. Yeah, um, the, the optics weren't good on that uh, foot to the face. The were optics they? weren't good. But there's Jeremy Cameron. Hey, let's have a little predictions. By the time people are listening to this, uh, we may know the result because this will go straight to the tribunal, of course. How many weeks, Tess? Five weeks. Eight. I oh. think they'll go really hard because <gasps> of the whole concussion thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. Nah, no, I don't. I'm... I'm going to say five. I'm with you, Tess. I think you, that's an interesting point you raised because all year there has been an inconsistent message about the concussion mm. and the bump and uh, Burton and Higgins mm. and Tom Mitchell getting it. There's been a lot of people, sorry to offend your team, but there's been a lot of people getting off where they probably should have been yeah. you know, made an made I've a just realised, though, of. this is the Giants. He'll get one week. <laughs> <laughs> we fact, need them to make the finals. It might be a thousand dollar fine. He'll be playing against the Hawks next week. The other talking point out of that game, and this perhaps overshadowed it. Uh, Luke Hodge took mark of the day. He did. He, he did. took a hanger. Yeah. And he was the leading possession getter on the ground. 
uh, for the 23rd time in his career at the age of 34. So no. I don't know what he was doing retiring last year. Yeah. He's still doing beautifully, Hodgie. That was excellent. Good, for, yeah. yeah. That was exciting to see him up and about, and it was good when the Harris uh, Cameron incident happened. I thought, oh, thank God for Brisbane that they've got Luke Hodge yes. because he would have truly made his uh, presence felt. He yeah, would have marshaled the troops yeah. very nicely. There, I owe you an apology, Limo. For for <laughs> years, yes, you have Danny. been you have been telling me that Luke Hodge is really fun <laughs> to watch, and I I really didn't see it till this year. Yeah. Now <laughs> oh, I right. I fully get it. Yes, it's the, it's the colour scheme. It works on him. Sure. He's got a tan. It's the royal yeah. kind of colours. It's the French theme song. I mean, it's great, isn't it? It's just yeah. working. The, Finally, I realised what the fuss was about. Uh, the I do, you know, the theme song is great. You know, you know. How they came, you know the story behind the theme song? No, go. Uh, the Fitzroy officials or the hierarchy at Fitzroy were trying to come up with an idea for a song and uh, they couldn't come up with anything. Anyway, they had a movie night and went and watched the movie Casablanca. Oh, yes, really? Uh, yes, and they saw the scene where they sing the French national anthem in the bar. To drown um, out the Germans. And, the, and they went, what a great song. Let's choose that song. Oh, that's awesome. So that's the backstory. And Casablanca came out in 1943. Fitzroy won their grand 1939. final. 1944. Oh, no, their last... Premiership was forty four. Was it forty four? It was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Time to roll like forty four. Said all the bumper stickers. All oh, right. Okay. There um, we go. So the, the, there we go. Casablanca won Fitzroy the Premiership. <laughs> there it is. It's such a good film. Can I talk about theme songs for one second? Please. Sure. I wanted to shout go out two seconds. Two seconds. Well, right. It's a great. There's topic. A, there was a few incidents over the weekend that I wanted to bring up. Mm. So. I always love the North Melbourne, the prelude to the North Melbourne song, right? Oh, yeah. That you don't get on the ground, but you get in the rooms. I think that's the most wonderful part of a theme song going around, except for Yellow and Black. But um, It's only snuck in the last few years. It ha- Well, they've been meaning to do it for a little while. And actually in club land, like Bell Park in Geelong, they have that as they have the North Melbourne theme song as their okay. theme yep. song for the Dragons. And they do it in the rooms as well. So they've, it's been happening for a little while. But can we have a listen to it, actually? Very good, right? It's good gear. It's yeah, good gear. I like it. And I appreciate that they've all learnt the words a little bit. And yesterday I had an issue, right? There's a bit in the Collingwood song where they say, call Blimey, which I love, right? So it's after the fourth line, not in the recorded version, but since like the 20s. At the yes. fourth line, they say, you know, side by side we stick together to uphold the magpie's name, call Blimey. They do this bit. Yeah, what, right? what do you call this? Breakouts? Uh, a refrain? Refrain? I don't know, refrain? But they know. didn't do it yesterday. They did. Yeah. Well, they. I'm not sure what the current Collingwood crop are saying. I don't think they're saying "call blimey," and it bothers me a lot because I want to keep that tradition going around. Okay. So I just wanted to ask people what their favourite, like, extra bit of a song was, and also I'm going to get to the bottom of the Collingwood. What's happened? Mm. Bring back "call blimey." Yeah. And the I, dogs have the woos. We uh, the woos you are only a, pretty new. Like the Luke, woos are new. Luke Dalhouse has brought them in. Oh. Uh, well, he he he's now he leads the song. Uh, and has done since uh, like his second year because he he's, he just loves it, and uh, yeah, the woos only came in pretty recently. Mm. Uh, we also have the what do we sing, and uh, oh, yes, yeah. Bulldogs. What do we sing though? Got me in trouble once <laughs> when I was uh, hosting a trivia night once, and I had to I had to come up with a tiebreaker question, and I so I just came up with which uh, AFL club has the little line "What do we sing" in their football song, and and someone said Bulldogs, and I went Melbourne. I'm like, no, it's not Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne, do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and poor Port Adelaide, right? So the power song. I'm actually quite fond of it because I, I think it. it's pretty daggy. But when they uh, were playing on Friday night Adelaide Oval. They now play like a modern kind of dance song live and then fade it into the start of the power oh, song to try yeah. and make it cool and then follow it up with In Excess. Right. So there's so like a been, lot going on. So it's been remixed by DJ Havana yeah. Brown or something. <laughs> yes, I feel yeah, that right. that's sad. DJ Let it Koshy, stand on its own. Let's be And tell me, Tess, why were North Melbourne singing their song on Saturday night? Oh, yeah. What oh, happened, um, happened just prior to that? a situation where the Bulldogs uh, had won the game. The game was won, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 no, the yeah. game was won. And then there were a couple of incidents. There was a kind of you have to ice the clock and there was a no, out yeah. on the bounds, uh, out of bounds on the full. And then instead of everyone just getting around. on that. 
Uh, when Mitch Wallace kicked that out on the full, Danny, what was your reaction? Golly there? gosh, with, that's, that's with, upsetting. With, <laughs> with 40 seconds left. Uh, well, I didn't know it was 40 seconds left because I was there live. Yeah. Uh, you were like the players. Had no awareness. Yeah. No awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we'll, uh, we all go to games, mate. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I actually had the best time on, on Saturday night despite the loss. Um, you know Martin Flanagan's book about the Bulldogs uh, premiership, Wink mm-hmm. from the Universe. Uh, yes. I sat with Martin Flanagan and a few other people who are mentioned in the book. We had a little Wink from the Universe reunion cast yeah. and oh, crew yeah, nice. party. And, yeah, that was absolutely glorious. Uh, of course, the result was terrible. Terrible, yeah. It, it, I felt going into that game. I felt very numb. Going, oh, your North are so good. Yeah. Uh, we're we're not great. Yeah. So just getting myself ready for a pummeling. Sure. And then yeah, we we they gave me hope. Just so it would hurt more. I felt like an emo kid, self harming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going uh, along. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> unbelievable. But Ben Brown kicked five goals. But it was that that was the toe poke. That toe poke to Zebel and. It, it was yeah. so wonderful. The whole thing was wonderful. It was kind of just the universe smiling down on the kangaroos and not on you. I'm sorry about that. But it was good for them. And, I mean, it was good for you. There were lots of positives out of it. My favourite team player from another team, Billy Gowers. Amazing. Oh, he was so good. He was sensational. Who's his dad? No, oh, didn't his dad play for you? Oh, was it his a Hawthorne Premiership for... player, yeah. Andy Gowers? Yes, it oh. is. Well, why doesn't he play for you? <laughs> Did not yeah. play 100 games. Why didn't you pick him in your father's son? Not good enough. Oh. <laughs> you had to say. I had to say that, Billy. What else am I going to say? Billy, I know where he lives. We stuffed up. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Hey, Andy, anyway. was, Andy was on the board too when during that recruiting period. Oh, oh really? Didn't yeah. pick his own son. Well, you've got to. I, I suspect he recused himself from any. Uh, oh. He might not have cleaned his room or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not. If you don't clean your room, you're not coming to the Hawks. You're not coming to the Premiership team. Well, we, you have to go to the Bulldogs. I love Billy Gowers. I just love his name because it sounds like a 1930s footballer. Yeah. yeah. And we were just talking, and, and he plays like a 1930s footballer. Mm. He's not the fastest, but he's big and strong, and he tries his guts out. Mm. So I just think with World War Two about to start, the, <laughs> Germany's in a lot of trouble because yeah, yeah. Billy Gowers is going to go over it. I think. We might win. We should yeah. be watching Billy Gowers in black and white. It would make sense. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mad Matt Clinch is in the next room, patiently waiting to come in. We yes. need to get him on board. Clinchy, you heard us talking about the club songs. What's your favourite yes, club did. song? <laughs> I actually find myself humming the Giants one. Oh, oh. Yes. No, Giants Dan- is my favourite. Danny loves the Giants. So whenever they play, for some reason, it's stuck in my head for about four or five hours afterwards. Yeah. It's awesome. It's I don't jaunty. Cat Empire wrote it. Yeah. Can I, uh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, right. Can mm. I tell you the greatest club song of all time is the Adelaide University Football Club, who I used to play for <laughs> in mm. South Australia. So I'll tell you the, the lines of the song in a sec, but I have to tell you two things first. One is there's a guy called Bob Neal, who was one of the worst footballers you've ever seen in your life, but one of the greatest blokes you've ever met. Okay. Who we turned into a club legend. We just... Everything was about Bob Neal at our football. In fact, the club's website is bobneal.org.au. Sounds like oh. two dance moves. You do the Bob, then you need Then you do the Neil, yeah. Uh, so that's Bob Neal. And the second one is we used to have a trainer called Sandy, who's no longer with us. Uh, rest in peace, Sandy. He died when he, he played as our, was our trainer at, up until about the age of 70, 72, and was famous for running green ginger wine out onto the ground. Oh, right, or, hand, or handing it around at half time when it was really cold. <laughs> so the, the song is We're the Mighty Uni Team by far the best you've ever seen with talent and teamwork we always combine. And when we get tired, Sandy gives us ginger wine. <laughs> uh, we're the fittest team you know, and Bob Neal is a legend, so open up those kegs of beer because we'll win some flags this year. The blacks, the blacks, the blacks are fit. The blacks, the blacks, the blacks suck piss. <laughs> <laughs> a truly great club song. But the great thing about Adelaide original. Uni is we it also is. had a song for when we lost games. What? See, I like this we idea. We had a losing song. Oh, my god! So let's say we lost to a team called Kilburn, right? That's a suburb in Adelaide. <laughs> yep. Kilburn, whose nickname at the club was Kilburn and Mame, just to give you an insight into the... Oh. They were a tough team, Kilburn. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be, we don't play for admiration, we don't play for victory, we just play for recreation, loyal uni scum are we. Um, <laughs> balls to Kilburn, balls to Kilburn, we won't play you anymore. No, we won't play you anymore because you gave us a beeping great hiding, you gave us a beeping great hiding. You gave us a beating great hiding, you dirty pack of beep, beep, beep. Uh, so that was, we'd sing that. But it was very confusing. So did you for... gather in a circle and sing it after a loss? Yeah, we'd see the whole room and sing it. 
And wow. it was super confusing for the teams who'd won. Yes. They'd hear us singing a song and they'd be like, hang on, we just won this game. Did we? What's going on? Did I imagine that? It's yeah. like Kevin Rudd's concession speech where you're not sure whether he was conceding or like <laughs> accepting victory when everybody knew he was over. I know Celtic fans in the 90s would always sing, always look on the bright side of life when oh. they, they lost to Rangers. Oh, yeah. To drown out the, the Rangers singing. <laughs> the Rangers singing. That's uh, awesome. West Ham United's most famous song that the, the fans sing is I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, which uh, it's, 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 it's actually a really sad song. I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, uh, pretty bubbles in the air. They float so high, they touch the sky, but like my dreams, they pop and die. Oh, my god! Fortune's gosh. always hiding. I've looked everywhere. I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, pretty bubbles Ooh. in the air. So they sing it, and that, that's a great losing song. That is a good losing song. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, it sounds, it's very grim. Losing is grim, though. It it's is. true. So, do you yeah. remember it, do you? Okay, mm. that's interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you what, these, they're going to spring in their step, this Richmond night. Uh, hey, uh, Clinchy, what was the big talking point from the weekend for you? Uh, hard to go past Jeremy Cameron. So obviously the, yeah. the news will come through today as to whether it goes straight to the tribunal. You'd imagine How many weeks? so. How many weeks? We're all, we're, we're all putting a bet on. I yeah. said five. I would say four. Oh. I think, I think I've gone five. Daddy's gone for I've eight. Got eight or one. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get two because you're, you're all playing it safe. No, or a fine, <laughs> or given a it's fine. GWS. Yeah. I think uh, the news that works against him is that Harris Andrews, who, who didn't initially go to hospital but did yesterday, and he's now been in hospital for 24 hours, there's suggestions he may have suffered some internal bleeding. Ooh. Now, whether that was a result of the hit or not, hard to tell, but... Uh, when oh no, he's comes, forever internally yeah. bleeding. He just just in day to day life, Harris Andrews, <laughs> <laughs> forever just starts to bleed just generally. <laughs> I think it. It's hard to imagine it's not from the hit, isn't it? The um, uh, red cards is a topic that's come up off yep. the back of this. What do you reckon? Do you think uh, red cards can work? No, nah, not for mine. I sort of don't really feel like it just works with our game. Yeah. I understand the the precincts that if you're playing in a grand final and say for example the. Alistair opposition targets Lance Franklin and thinks, let's take out the best player from the opposition. You don't want to have that. But it doesn't happen regularly enough in our game to justify a red card. If yeah. it was happening mm. every second or third week, you go, yeah, absolutely. Maybe this is something we have to address. But this is actually what the, the tribunal and the match review panel have to, actually, or match review officer have to do. Yeah. They say, right, the penalty for this is four, five, six weeks. And the fact of the matter is, looking at the stats today, Jeremy Cameron's been involved in 30% of the Giants' scoring chain. So, to do without him for four or five weeks when they're outside the top eight, mm. that's going to hurt their September yeah. chances more than sending him off for the rest of the game. And players yeah. don't really get targeted anymore, do they? In we, footy, I can't think yeah. in recent times an example of an opposition player being specifically targeted Sean to Higgins, be taken out of the game. No, that's right. Sean Higgins was a little bit targeted on Saturday night by the Dogs and vice versa. He went for yeah. them. But that was all relatively in the spirit of That's, the Yeah, he, he walked out on us with, during the mass ex- exodus of 2013. So <laughs> with your the captain. Players... Remember that good old time? Do, I do remember mm. Ryan Griffin. I always yeah, wanted to have a banner for when we played the Giants of <laughs> Griffin, head of an eagle, body of a lion, soul of a traitor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember the Bulldogs admin were always like, no one knows what a Griffin is. Oh. <laughs> is that oh. like a BC though? Like before premiership, any of that stuff oh, doesn't yeah, really it's count? That's... Oh, totally. And, and the, the, the brilliant... <laughs> Where JJ kicked it to Bont to kick the the goal to put us in front in the preliminary final. Do you know who gave it to JJ? No. Ryan Griffin. Oh. Stuffed it up. No. Maybe he was helping you out. He talked about it. Uh, Recruiting technique. He wanted to come back. Um, (laughs) He's a a, a bulldog deep down. Uh, While we're talking about that grand final, Dale Morris played with a broken back. He did. Which is a fairly tough injury to carry into a grand final. (laughs) Uh, But he came, he played on the weekend. Two weeks after knee surgery. Mm. It's, still, sort of... yeah, it's still said on the website, like two to three weeks to come back, and he was on the ground. It was <laughs> amazing. Was Might want to update your website there <laughs> at the Bulldogs. But he got a knee in the back at one point, and I thought he may never walk again. Yeah. He looked like a 4,000-year-old man on the weekend. He's like Batman in The Dark Knight Rises, just with the broken back, but he mm. recovers. I mean, we we needed him out there. He he made such a difference. Just his yeah. experience yep. out there is, yeah. Please don't retire. <laughs> Ever. No matter what crazy injury happens yeah. next, yes. you have to play. Even if you somehow get pregnant, you still have to play. Uh, and uh, now, Clinchy, the other big talking point from the weekend, the Adelaide press conference mm. on Saturday. What did you make of that? This is them trying to 
let the world know that, A, they've parted company with Collective Minds, yes. and, B, everything's fine at the club. Guys, nothing is Yeah, there. Uh, the Collective Minds website was down after that announcement <laughs> took place, which <laughs> really? was not surprising. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of things. The, the timing of the press conference was obviously bizarre. On a Saturday afternoon when other games are taking place, but Adelaide had the bye. They felt like they wanted to address it then and there rather than letting it go on the weekend and then feeling like they have to front up on Monday. Uh, Warren Treadway wrote an article on, on Thursday as well in Adelaide that said the club was a, a bucket, basket case and very firmly put all the pressure on Don Pike and Brett Burton. So Any I, bias from Roger uh, from Warren Treadway, do we think? <laughs> well, there's not a lot of love from Port Adelaide ex-players to Crows players or Crows uh, Gee, team members. Kane Corns comes off the long run too, doesn't yeah, he? When he, he talks about the Crows. Yeah, the he most, doesn't mind dishing a few back. It's the most Adelaide thing I've ever heard, right? That there's been pressure all year, all mm. year from everywhere and they've refused to talk about it and then a former Port Adelaide player wrote an article in the, in the paper and they called a press conference. A snap press conference. <laughs> we have to address this right now. We can't let this go on a single more second. Well, it hadn't gone away yeah. all season, had it? So we were 13 rounds no. in, and this was being continually referenced back. Mm. That had 15 or 16 soft tissue injuries. Uh, the the stories around the players' unrest um, from behind the scenes as to what would happen with Rory Sloan at season and what would happen with Mitch McGovern and the news that Tom Lynch has re-signed on the weekend. So whether they thought we can get a positive one here off the back of the press conference. But yeah, players are clearly upset about it. And we chatted to Sean Burgoyne on Sunday about it. He said, for Hawthorne point of view, we've done a lot of team bonding things in the pre-season where you go to Kokoda and those sort of things, but you walk away feeling stronger as a group. Whereas it sounds like that's not what happened with the Crows, is that there is actually... Um, fractions amongst the club that felt really uncomfortable about it and probably didn't get their point across until they got the chance to, to sit down during the buy and, and really make that known. So yeah. do you think, can we categorically say, did it violate the Geneva Convention? Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems they, they just went, all right, what's torture? Okay, we'll go one back from that. <laughs> I, I Blindfolded <laughs> listening to the Richmond Club song, that's pretty close to torture, Man, isn't it? I think, that's, I think that's torture even without the blindfold. <laughs> that's my meditation. That's what I do all the time. It's they, heaven. I believe Tex Walker confessed to stuff that the US have been investigating for years. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, next we're off to Guantanamo Bay for their uh, pre-season yeah. camp. <laughs> it should be interesting. God, uh, boys, if you lose, we waterboard you. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Uh, now, Danny, I believe you've got some uh, commentary I do, yeah. I wanted to ask, we, we were talking about commentary oh, last yes. week. Uh, hey, I was thinking of you on Saturday when I was doing Hawthorne and Gold Coast on our reference to World Cup highlight commentary, and yeah. I thought, if there is a soccer off the ground here, I'm ready to unload. Oh, the commentary yes. position yeah. was not really ideal for it. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there was 18 goals, 31 kicked yes. in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite feel like the right yes. moment for a point, even though Quentin Hull did it rather well the week before. It was. It, it, do you ever? What can I ask you this? What's the biggest stuff up you've ever made whilst commentating? Uh, oh no, just getting players wrong. Right, that's so, and sort that's, of the fundamental you try and avoid. The thing mm. that uh, okay, because I was watching uh, Serbia versus Switzerland on uh, Saturday morning, and uh, one of the one of the I believe this was anyway th this this commentary happened. Now, he didn't play for Bosnia. He played for Serbia. Oh, <laughs> They're not exactly oh, best mates, those no. countries. Oh, oh. Have, yeah. you ever, have you ever made an error in your commentary that could have started a war? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> the AFL commentary doesn't resonate nearly as much, probably. Well, there was the other controversy from that game. is The, the, the Eagle celebration. The mm. Eagle celebration from that. the Swiss players. Well, it's caused a major incident. It has, yeah. For those who don't it's know, it's the Albanian two-headed eagle. Yeah. yeah, they did a little just holding the sign of the eagle because those players were ethnic Albanians who had to flee the the conflict and and then grew up in Switzerland. So that was them just having a little dig at their Serbian oppressors. It's, it's put our game into perspective, hasn't it? Like there was there's a couple of Turkish players playing for Germany who were uh, photographed with um, the Turkish president. Who's got, there's a big election happening now, yeah. and that caused quite an outrage and fear. Are trying to get them suspended from playing, and so I, I was mm. like, "Oh yeah, it's not really Ryan Griffin playing against the no. dogs. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Sean Higgins playing against the dogs. It's it, not really quite the same, is it, it? It's not quite the same. What? And then yeah. there's the Peruvian captain Guerrero, Guerrero, yeah. who yeah. got done for cocaine. 
But then the other three captains in the group all came out and said, no, no, he's a good bloke, he can play. So they put him in, they're playing. <laughs> so it's as simple as that. Don't you think that's set up for him to kick the sealer against us oh, to the, that leads oh. us? Because we backed him in, that, that, he's going to kick us out. That will annoy me, but our <laughs> early exit would no, be nowhere near as sad as Argentina's early exit. Oh, yeah. Did you see the Argentinian f- fans? After the game, I saw one woman wiping tears off her face with the Argentinian flag. Oh. It was one of the sad, all it needed was this over the top of it. It's so sad. And what happened on Argentinian TV, Danny? <laughs> they had a minute silence <laughs> for the 3 0 loss. Oh, man, come on! That was Don Pike style. Oh. Three quarter time, just wanted to get everyone's perspective. Unbelievable. Oh. Um, we, we did have a bit of that in the clinch backyard, is that whenever you, it was three of us, so whenever you would lose in the backyard, there was a bit of don't cry for me, Argentina. And the boy, and the boy from Oz, don't cry out loud. That would be sung by two of the three, just to really rub your there face in the go. mud. I love it. We it. weren't that competitive, though. What I wanted to do here, Matt, is you, now you're obviously a very neutral. Uh, you, you you go for Collingwood. Yeah, like, I do. We yeah. barely know that about you because no, you're, no. you're very good at what you do. And uh, we we were talking uh, last week about uh, some bias commentary and exciting things. I want to play you my favourite piece of commentary ever from my favourite commentator ever, sure. present company excluded. Is a guy called Peter <laughs> Martin out of uh, out of Glasgow, and uh, he he's a Scottish uh, football soccer commentator. He may have a little love for Celtic. Um, this is I'm going to play some snippets of the time Celtic beat Manchester United in the Champions League. We're going to hear um, Shunsuke Nakamura score a free kick. Then we're going to hear Manchester United get a penalty against Celtic. And then we're going to hear uh, what happens at the end of the game. Here's Peter Martin. Is this the moment for the Japanese boy up high? Oh, my God! <laughs> Deflection, wide of the mark, and the referee at this point, what is he going to do? He's given a penalty. It's a penalty kick to Manchester United. Saha from the penalty spot. We're waiting. Luis Saha, shot, save! The ball has saved from the Frenchman. The Celtic fans can't believe it. Lennon hooks it again. The referee looks at his line. It's all over. What a night for Celtic. Yeah, oh, that's so oh, good. That is good. <laughs> that is so good. I love it. See, that's this is the great thing about the World World Cup as well, Danny. Is the un, uh, totally biased commentary because yes. you're mm. broadcasting to your home country. Yeah, mm. I mean that Portuguese dude when Ronaldo put that penalty in, <laughs> he lost was his mind. Mind you, the Australian commentary when Yednek put in the free kick to bring us level with France was simply, you know, I think it was Martin Tyler. And that's it, and he scored for Australia. That's the level. <laughs> it's like, come on, Martin Tyler's it's English. Yeah, so, I know, yeah. but he's broadcasting to Australia. Yeah. Come on, Martin. I think, he, but he's doing Britain and Australia, so that's why. Oh, that's he's, going, is that going to both, going countries? To both yeah. countries? Did he yeah. scream last night uh, when they played Panama? Did, did, did you, no, did that you was hear? bullying, and he should have been ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was doing that game, actually. Wasn't he? No. I had to go to bed. I felt too sad for Panama, and I was like, oh, this well, is going to... I know. I thought the same it's thing. It's depressing, actually. Yeah. I went to bed, but I've got alerts come up on my phone when a goal is scored. <laughs> it sounded like my alarm clock was going off <laughs> with the get English up, goals. Get up. Yeah, get I'm up. the opposite, because I've got the, the young kids. I just tape all the matches and watch them at 5am when my kids wake me up. And I, <laughs> yeah. I put on I put on England v Panama, and they got a goal, and then they got another goal, and I was like, I don't want to watch England win, so I moved on to the next match. <laughs> was, it, was it about 5-0 at halftime? I th- I turned it off at 2-0 and then checked the score it and was, saw it was 6-1. It was 5-0 at halftime. 5-0 oh, at halftime. You know oh, things are grim when Liam Gallagher is tweeting, it's coming home. I thought, mate, oh, don't oh, get ahead of yourself. Oh, right. <laughs> Just oh, wait it oh, out. That penalty shootout where they go out is going to be so much sweeter. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I, I can't wait. wait. And Liam Gallagher will be seeing his champagne supernova <laughs> behind the goals. Don't cry for me. Don't, cry for me. <laughs> don't cry for me, England. Uh, right there. Matt Clinch, thank you very much. Uh, one final thing, guys. Uh, Clinchy, tell me if this is un-Australian of me or tell me if I should be ashamed of this 
view. But sometimes I wish that soccer was the only sport we played in this country because... <laughs> Pat's face wow. is offended. He's gone blue. He's working me out of a job here. <laughs> <laughs> because we as a country... We, we would be amazing at it yeah. if we were the own, if that was the only sport we played here. And do, we probably do you genuinely think so? Yeah. It, 25 million Australians. Right now, how many, what have we got, a few hundred thousand players? We're on Iceland numbers yeah. at the moment yep. when it comes to soccer. If it was the whole country, we would be, I'm telling you, we'd be at least as good as England. Oh, we'd be better than England. We would we'd be better, better than, than England. England. Mm. We'd be up there. We'd be with Argentina. We'd be with bloody Brazil. Hell yeah. If the <laughs> whole country played. Because we take sports so seriously. Yes. Like the Olympics. Like mm. it's like a national crisis if we don't do well in the swimming. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we didn't do well at football. It was, our, it was our only thing. So then you start to think about which AFL footballers, past or present, would make amazing soccer players. Now, I've always said Andrew McLeod. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would have been an incredible soccer Gary player. Gary Jr., just yes. running all the way through it. Yeah. Adam Goods in goal. Goodsy, he yes. would have stopped Adam everything. No, Alex Rance, golly. Well, now, but Goodsy, okay. Goodsy oh, in the glory days. Yeah, Forever. Dustin Fletcher wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. Dustin rules. Fletcher in goal. Because he yeah. was our goalie, yes. wasn't he? He was our the... goalie in the international yes. rules. Yep. Uh, it was Cyril, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Dan yeah. Rioli. I feel like Nat Fyfe with his man, man bun would look very natural in a yeah. Socceroos top. He I, would. World he Cup would hair. Indeed. I feel as though Pendles would look good in a Socceroos top yes. as well. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Ted Whitten yeah. would have oh, just been like in that proper 50s soccer style, just yeah. destroying noses with his yeah. elbow. Hodgie is a sweeper. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chris and Brad Scott would be handy, wouldn't they, as oh, well? God. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine them against Italy. They'd be dragging them up by the back of their jumper. Yes. <laughs> you want to dive, I'll give you a reason to dive. That's true. Je- we Jeremy go. Cameron, look out. Sure, um, there we go. So what's our challenge? For... All right, this is the homework for the week, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want you to come up with the Socceroos team of the century made up of past AFL players. Okay. Okay. Or past or present. Past or present. I have a feeling Lemo's just going to name the 1989 <laughs> Hawthorne side. I can see a, a Greg Madigan at right back, uh, Ray Jenke at left back. Uh, here we go, Chris KB. Langford. <laughs> you got, you got uh, KB, Grancy. All right, and, and challenge to Tess and Lemo, you can only pick two You can only pick two Hawthorne players. Ooh. You can only pick two Richmond players. Okay. Fair All right. right, well, does that go for you too? Uh, yeah, I'll only pick... I don't I won't pick any Hawthorne or Richmond players. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there it is. Uh, all right, choose your team. Uh, send it through to us at uh, the ABC Grandstand Twitter page. Yes. And uh, we'll read it out next week and see. Can we, we... get an email for this show? <laughs> Can that... Are we Don't... doing well? Daddy Emails Dave. in the past, man. Let it go. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, we'll get us it's all about the tweets. <laughs> we'll get a Snapchat account happening. <laughs> happening first. All right, Matt Clinch, thank you very much. Richmond, Sydney, Thursday night. Can't wait. The, there, that is going to be massive, uh, that one. One, no, and, one and two, by the way. One of my favourite stats from the weekend. The last time Richmond and Sydney played each other as one and two on the ladder was round six, 1934. Wow. Whoa. Remember so, it well. Great times. And Richmond beat Sydney in the grand final that year. Oh, so gosh. I don't know if there's any symmetry here. Omen. If there could be a Richmond-Sydney grand final. I'm taking yeah. it. Why are we playing at the Docklands? My final point. Why it's, are we it's, playing at it's a TV game. Uh, it's... Mm. A disgrace. Yeah, you really, in order to make it <laughs> we fair, should be playing you should it. be playing at Cadinia. <laughs> is, uh, is it part of the deal with the AFL that you have to play yeah, a game yeah. at yeah. Docklands? That, uh, yeah, I think it's part of the new AFL own the Docklands uh, yeah. deal that every team has to play a game there. Marvel, it's disappointing. Sydney should be disappointed because Sydney have a good record against us at the G and they could have broken our record. They won't, though. They won't. You'll uh, equal that record against the Crows. Mm. In a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. then you win it against Collingwood. So is so when good. you break the record. Yeah. That's when Melbourne fans everywhere will be barracking for Collingwood, <laughs> so that you don't break the record of a winning streak at the G. Danny McGinley, thank you. Thank you, Lemo. Go dogs. Uh, yes, my name is Lemo. This is they came to play. We'll catch you next week.